Welcome back to Parenting by uh, Human Design for Parents and Kids. I'm your host, Sasha the Catalyst, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I have a special guest, Leticia. Uh, fantastic. I'm, I have been following her on Facebook mostly for the last, I think it's been a little over two years, and she is one of my go-to resources about human design, all things human design, because she ha- is one of the best students of Roz out there. She studies very... Um, I don't know, consistently, I guess is the word I'd choose. And she's a, always a wealth of information. So welcome to the show, Leticia. Thank you for being here. I'm just so, I love having conversations with you. So I'm glad that you've agreed to let us record one. So that other parents and human design um, people, fans <laughs> can learn from some of the things that you that you and I talk about because we, yeah, it's great. So how are you today? Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me, Sasha. I'm really happy to be there, to be here. Yes, you're welcome. Go ahead. I'm enjoying our conversation very much, and thank you for the recognition too. That's really oh, nice. Yes. Um, can no, you tell us uh, for the audience' sake? Can you tell us what your um, what your human design profile is, just so we can kind of get the la- the base language out there for everyone? Sure. I'm a five two planning projector. Yes. So recognition is super important for you, um, and. And tell me, uh, I guess I, I, what I'd like to hear about is what's, tell me about the five, two. That's not a very common profile line. Can you tell me what you've learned in your experiment with it? You've been experimenting with human design or living your experiment, I guess would be the right way to say it since 2018. Tell me what you've learned about being a five, two and about being a splenic projector, like some of the main, like three takeaways that you've been experimenting with that have been themes for you. <sighs> oh, so many things. I know, right? <laughs> the big so, so theme. Big. Uh, the big themes, I guess, projections are a big one because I have like my double projection field with the five, the fifth line and the second line. So that's been that's been a big one for me. You know, like understanding that that thing where I can sense people are not seeing me. They're very well intentioned, and uh, it's, it doesn't mean I'm not loved uh, and appreciated. But it's there's always some kind of uh, fog between me and them, you know, like I mean, on both sides, not just me. So it's just very confusing, and uh, like a shield, sort of like a uh, like you. I think of Star Wars and those Force shields, you know. Is it, yeah. is it is it like a you know? So the I don't know. How would you describe it? What does it What does it feel like in your experience? I'm... It's less It's less solid than a shield. I usually describe it by some kind of fog. Mm. You know, like there's a fog, and uh, my fifth line is a uh, and, and my second line, I guess. It's like billboards about me, like things that are advertised about me that may or may not be true. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and, and and that's where it's confusing. You know, like because they, I have I have those people that I can see some things in me because I I have like a million second line. I have uh, uh, eleven. Wow, yeah, eleven, and and so and so people see a lot of things that I can't see, and I, I'm not able to assess if they are here or not. So it's it's very very confusing because of that, and uh, it's it's less confusing when you follow your authority, I guess. Not mm. no no, I guess I know. You know, like just it's it's the only the only way to make it not confusing and very very painful and very stressful 
is to follow my authority. So uh, it's I'm a bit lucky because splenic authority, you know, like it's it's going with the flow of all that you have to listen to your gut and stuff like this, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so. Uh, I, when I was recognized for being very intuitive and was kind of late because uh, I was not, uh, I was raised to think that uh, decisions have to be moral in certain ways, you know, like so mental, basically, because if you, if you have principles to decide, well, it's just mental decisions. And, uh, but I'm, I'm, I can still hear a, a very, very good friend of mine looking at, looking at me. At, it was my last year of university and look at me and say, Leticia, do you realize how intuitive you are and how much you can, you can trust wow. that? I'm, I'm, I'm suspecting she was a projector too. I never had. <laughs> That's I, a good, good hunch. Probably. <laughs> I, I really think so. And, um, and that changed a lot, you know, because from there, it was uh, my uh, my my authority channel. It's uh, half red, half black. So that means that uh, it's the twenty eight thirty eight. Mm-hmm. So you you basically fight for your intuition and your integrity. That's mm-hmm. very basically. And but the intuitive part is the red one. So the one that I didn't identify by myself, I couldn't identify by myself. Right. So I always knew I was a fighter and I always knew I was feisty and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my, but, one of my children has the 2838 sign. I'm laughing oh, with, oh, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm laughing with identification. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that energy. That's not an easy one. We are very, very stubborn, <laughs> very, very stubborn, and very deaf. That's, that's always <laughs> yes, <the last> one. <laughs> I do find that I have to repeat myself a lot with that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely that's can okay. imagine that. It's and okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's okay as long as you know the as long as you know the design of your kid is perfectly fine. You know, like mm-hmm. just I was kind of punished for it. You know, like just oh I yeah. Was, why are you so stubborn? Why can't you listen? Why don't to you learn your lesson from yeah. what, how many what, times you what, have to make that mistake before you're going to figure it out? Right. Yeah. yeah. Why can't you follow? What can't you follow orders? Just uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no such thing. I know I, t- I do ask him sometimes. I'm like, now when I tell all the kids that we're going to go to bed at a certain time, do you somehow think that I'm not talking to you? <laughs> But he's a generator, so I have sometimes when I ask those yes/no questions, at least I can get his sacral to respond to me, you know. Like, um, but yeah, no, otherwise. (laughs) But if his body's not part of the conversation, he might you might as well be talking to the wall because he can't, he really can't hear you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's not personal. Like, um, I think that I can totally understand why you got punished for that a lot. I before I started learning human design, I actually thought that it was a reflection of like how he felt about me. Mm-hmm. That he didn't respect me or that he didn't, I wasn't being heard. And so of course I would get my feelings hurt and then I would escalate with some anger or punishment. And now after mm-hmm. really learning this in human design, I'm like, well, this isn't personal at all. He has no, I mean, it's in his body. He kind of really doesn't have control over it mm-hmm. except that we can pick. I am trying to guide which battles are worth the fight, you know, a little bit. So he's not, you know, trying to take down every bully at the playground or whatever. So, but anyway, but back to your story, sorry, but yes, I'm again, I'm just laughing in identification. It is 
um, more of a difficult energy for him, I think, than for me now that I realize it's not personal. It's really doesn't, it's just part of who he is now to me and, and I love him for it. So, <laughs> and if, anyway. if you, for me, if you're able to see that in him, to see that it's not personal, that's a great piece of awareness, you know, like just, of course, it's going to feel personal, basically. Right. It's basically a, am I, am I, am I allowed to swear? Yes, of course. <laughs> There's a fuck you energy to it. Yeah. You know, like, this, like this. No, fuck you. I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the and boss so, of me. Of course. Yeah, exactly. You're not the boss of me. It's very individual. You know, mm-hmm. and my only two channels are very individual. So a lot of fuck you in me. <laughs> and a lot of, yeah, you can, you can shout, you can be mad. I'm going to, I may say yes, just for my tranquility and they yeah. do whatever I want. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So as long as you, as long as you know that, you know, like if I were if I had been celebrated for that as a child, uh, my life would have probably been much much easier. Mm-hmm. You know, and just uh, ex- instead of being punished for it, and instead of you know like being seen as some kind of insubordination. Yeah. yeah, sure. Like you were just a problem that needed to be dealt with. So yeah. that you can come into line with, yeah. you, with the agenda of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I can and see th- that. And then also with that, coupling that with the projection field, that must have been difficult too, to not really feel seen by your parents sometimes. Oh, yeah. Can oh, you yeah. tell, are you comfortable speaking about that a little bit? In, the two things kind of juxtaposed to each other, like an example, uh, maybe? It's just that I made them so mad. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, in a, in a way, like, mm, I have a I have a brother who is a five. He's a five one, and but it's not the same, you know. Like he's in any collective, so he's much more uh, right. malleable, you know. Like just he's, malleable, yeah. He's going, yeah, he's going going with the flow much yeah. much more easily than well, me. and he can connect to the bigger picture idea. Like it's not so much about how it's affecting him personally, but like yeah. oh, I can, I can see that maybe my needs aren't as important as the family's collective need or the community's need i can see that exactly and is it's just it was too painful for me mm-hmm. it was really really just too painful for me to be that way so so mm-hmm. i can see that my uh, uh he's like this and my my sister is very tribal so she's she was always the one that was the mini parents you know like, mm-hmm. and and i was the older sister but i I was not the responsible one, you know, like, it's just like, just leave me alone. I don't want that. <laughs> you, you take it, you take it. And, and, and I was seen as that, uh, it reminds me, it, the other day I was discussing with a generator that I both uh, love and hate. And it's very, very, we have a lot of fun with that because our composite has maybe like 10 or 11 electromagnetics. Connection. Oh my goodness. So very, you know, very spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. So it, I my husband and his dad are like seven, and I thought that was a lot, but ten is I mean that might be a record. <laughs> so it's it's huge. You know, it's like whoa. And and I sometimes really love him and I sometimes really hate him. And it's sure. very reciprocal in, in that way. You know, like he's like this too, and we, we laugh about it. And yeah. the other day, the other day he just told me like you know, you don't have to contradict to, to contradict me all the time. <laughs> I say, 
Of course I know. It's just like, it's it's not like I'm choosing. Of course to I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's just like not a choice. You know, like I'm not a contrarian. I, 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 I'm usually, I'm not emotional. So I would be avoiding the conflict if I can. And right. sometimes I'm saying things and my mind is like, you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> Stop it, you're going to be in trouble. They're going to be annoying afterwards. So I'm just like, like this. And I just, I just can't. And uh, my mom is definitely emotional. And uh, I don't know if she's the, uh, the only one or my dad is too. I, I, really, I really can't say for sure because I don't have the um, time for my dad. The birth time. Mm-hmm. And he's a manifester. And she's a generator. And, and they, I could sense them boiling when I was not agreeing, you know, like, and they have that, uh, they were very compliant child, children, you know, like both of them, you know, like that they had that sense of duty and that sense of that's the family, that's what we have to do. And right. so having me as a child, like so individual and uh, heretical too, because with my fa- with my fifth line, you I, I don't do the things the way a lot of people do them. Right, and, and I think it was very hard for them. You know, like, and and it was okay when I was a child because I was I was left to my own device a lot, so that was perfect for me. Sure. You know, right, like, spending a lot of time by myself, so perfect for all my second lines, and mm-hmm. but. It got really hard at the time of um, teenagehood. That the, that's the word, right? Mm-hmm. Adolescence. Yep. Teenagehood. Yeah, you know, yeah. When we when we get individualized, you know, and and suddenly I was hearing a lot of uh, where my where my sweet little Leticia go, uh, and I didn't have the word to say. Well, she's not happy with the way you're treating her right now. Like suddenly I have all that, all those duties and all those things I have to do and focus on. And I don't want to focus on that. They wanted, they wanted me to focus on my studies because, you know, in, um, in France, you have a, an exam, um, just before high school. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. And so at the beginning of secondary school, I started to, to hear a lot that I needed to work a lot, but I didn't need to work a lot. You know, I have a right mind. I don't need to study. All I need is to be present when the teacher is doing things. And when they are, and I, I, I was a lot, so that means that I was very bored at school, you know, because it, it was kind of easy. And, and so all the, all the homework stuff, it was awful for me. Because it, and suddenly uh, my mom was sitting me all the, all uh, Wednesday afternoons because I had a very, very, very severe uh, French teacher. And we had so much homework to do and I didn't need them. You know, it was, it was stuff like you needed to highlight some stuff, uh, mm-hmm. all the nouns in a one color. So like bu- one color. Busy, what I would call busy work to yeah. practice. Um, yeah. That's definitely like geared towards what a generator possibly needs. Generators are definitely all about mastering something mm-hmm. before they move on to another subject. And so I see sometimes the some of the school assignments, even in America, where it's like, now you have to do five worksheets about that skill. Well, your projector child might've learned it the first time you talked about it, maybe even mastered it the second time you introduced it in class. And so now the homework feels like 
boring and difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not engaging the projector child, whereas the generators do actually need to go through mastering it with their body. So playing with that information, like writing it or whatever, I feel like, um, and I, I'm not saying that projectors should be let go and not have to do homework, mm-hmm. but a better assignment for a projector might be like, in your own words, explain the concept back to me and tell me how you would oh. teach it. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you're, that's engaging a different part uh, of yeah. the projectors guiding energy and saying, okay, I, you, now you want me to explain how to do that to someone else to mm-hmm. show you that I mastered the topic. That would have been a, maybe a better assignment for you than oh, highlight, highlighting all the yeah. nouns in a paragraph. <laughs> yeah, for so. sure. You know, like my 4323 are my center. My and the, my personality center, and that would have been perfect. You know, like having to explain the system because grammar is a system, math is a system. They're, yeah, and they're all languages, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and my body with all those eight second lines, it was. It, some of the stuff can be really, really easy. So that that yeah. that was that was so awful for me to to have to sit and do and do all that useless homework that I knew intuitively I didn't need. Right. And it was all about just showing my teacher that I could do it. So it's proving myself. Right. So with my open ego doesn't work. And it's just, we were driving each other crazy. Because <laughs> of that. I bet. It reminds me of, a, I, I fired my piano teacher when I was about the same age. I was in seventh grade. I was probably 12. And well, I, May, I couldn't have been in seventh grade yet. He wasn't. <laughs> but anyway, the summer, it was like the, I fired my piano teacher because I really wanted to learn for Elise. And she had me playing green sleeves over and over and over again until the t- cows came home. And I was bored with it. And I felt like I had to prove myself because she wouldn't let me move on to the harder piece until I learned the easier piece. And so one weekend I learned for Elise by ear and I came back and I played it for her. And she said my timing was terrible, which I knew that, but I had mastered the piece. And now I wanted her guidance to get better at it. And she wanted me to play green sleeves. And I'm like, if you're not even going to take, the, I mean, I taught myself this incredible piece. You've got me. I mean, like, I, this is like six books away from the book I'm in. Right. And I'm like, let's, let me just show you what I can do, you know, cause I've got this musical talent inside of me cause I'm a line do. And she didn't recognize it. So I fired her. <laughs> I'm like, I never did go back to piano lessons. I played piano a lot in my life, but I just never finished taking lessons. I couldn't no. stand having to go, like you said, go through the, Oh, I did. it's like the, you're taking all the fun out of this. I want to learn a piece I've been wanting to know how to play since I was like five years old. You know, I just let's go with my I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when we're talking about parenting children. Uh, first of all, because Ross said that this was really for the children. It's it's hard because sometimes I think practical parents listen to some of these kinds of conversations and go, well, but it's good character to learn how to be studious and to learn how to be. Um, a hard worker and to learn how to be, you know, like, so we don't want to mm-hmm. forsake the moral character development of doing the hard things by cooperating with the energy too much. Right. And, and so I, I but I, the, the more I'm in my experiment, the more I'm like, ah, I think there's ways to teach integrity and moral standards without necessarily violating their energy. So anyway, you've studied Ra a lot more than I have. Can you, can we just talk a little bit about why you think that this was so important to him that, that people really started applying human design to the children. And yeah, let's, let's just talk, if we don't mind segueing to that, since we've been talking about childhood so much. Uh, yeah, it's, it's everything to start with them, you know, because we won't ever be correct the way a child can be correct if you 
feed them and if you let and if you let them live the way they're supposed to live it's just so that means that almost no one on earth is actually correct it's actually who they are supposed to be and 